Hey, this is Rick Keen from Rick Keen Music Scene. Thanks for joining me. Too often the word legend is kicked about with no real attachment to it, but in this case, that's simply not true. Randy Bachman is a legend, not only in Canadian music, but music universally. Co-founder of the Guess Who, former member of Brave Belt, Bachman Turner Overdrive, and now Randy's got a new album out called Heavy Blues. A lot of special guests on this album. And let's not forget, Randy is also the host of one of the most popular radio programs, Vinyl Tab. Should be a great chat. Talk soon. Hi, this is Rick Keen from Rick Keen Music Scene, and I'm speaking to a man who needs no introduction, Mr. Randy Bachman. Thanks for joining me, Randy. You're very welcome, and thanks for no introduction. <laughs> I just want to, first of all, first... I'm sick of those introductions. <laughs> first and foremost, I want to thank you very much on behalf of myself and all the listeners, uh, you know, for not only for the music, but the uh, vinyl tap. It's just an awesome uh, thing that you do. Well, thanks very much. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to get to know all these stories. Thank you. So listen, the, the album, there's a couple of questions I wanted to ask you because uh, Jeff Healy, uh, it was his, um, uh, his yeah. birthday a couple of weeks ago. So uh, first and foremost, I would like to know how that came about, uh, the collaboration with Jeff. Well, I had recorded uh, with him in England at the, um, I forget, the Islington Academy. He was playing live there, invited me down. We had dinner. And I went on stage, and I think we played American Woman Taking Care of Business. And while my guitar gently weeps, if you YouTube that, you'll see me and him playing guitar gently weeps for about 11 or 12 minutes, and it's very tear-jerking. It's the last time I played with him uh, there in England. And then he came back to Toronto, and he was, you know, battling cancer. And he was kind enough to come and do a live show with me in Massey Hall, me and him and Duke Robillard, who's another great guitar player. And I recorded it live, but it never got released. And then when I was doing this album with Kevin Shirley, who's a very good friend of Joe Bonamassa, and he produced all Joe Bonamassa stuff, Kevin took the tapes back to Malibu to kind of do a rough mixes of them because we did them in four days and they were like really rough so he wanted to balance them out. He sent me a copy said my next door neighbor came and played on a, on a Bad Child and it's Joe Bonamassa and I listened to it and went, wow, what a great idea. Um, let's get a couple more soloists. So I called, uh, I emailed Christy Healy, Jeff's widow. She said, yeah, Jeff would love to do that. You can use one of your, his live guitar tracks. So I took his live guitar track from a song we did and I wrote the song Confessed to the Devil around it, and he he's there on the album with me, and it's great. And he's like my buddy, and I miss him a lot. And it's wonderful to have him on this album with Neil Young and Peter Frampton and, and everybody else. So uh, I really feel like my friends are on this album. What? And new and old 
brand new and, and, and well-established vintage guitar players. It's a great album for if you're a guitar player. Oh, it is, and it's uh, not just that. It's just a great album, period. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, you know what, what Jeff, though, is um, I wanted to get your thoughts because I was talking to Christy a couple weeks ago, and um, uh, one thing that I was going, you know, looking at Jeff's uh, old uh, videos, and the one thing that, w that was really stands out, he was such a kid and he loved music so much. Yeah. Did you get that same feeling with uh, when you... Uh, yeah, and he always had this smile and this joy on his face. And I would sit there and play with him all night long and wait for the moment. And everybody did when he jumped out of his chair. Exactly. And then his guitar would almost fall down because it was on his lap. So he'd hardly hold his guitar with both hands against his, his, his thighs above his knees and jump around and play. And it was, he was like Hendrix, but he was amazing. Yeah, it was, and it was something that was just incredible and a gift that we had. But, you know, one, another question I wanted to ask you quickly about Jeff was that because obviously he had this, uh, you know, this famous collection of 78s, right? He was a musicologist. Yeah, yeah. And did that have anything to do with your connection with him? Because you're obviously a musicologist as well. Well, we were, and I, I also liked it that, you know, I grew up playing violin, and he and he grew up playing trumpet. And I liked it that he had this band where he did this weird jazz stuff, and he had this radio show and he collected 78s and all that stuff. We were both kind of musicologists and real music fans. And he was like me. You learn everything by ear, right? You, you learn guitar. When, even when I played classical violin, I realized after 10 years of classical violin, I was playing by ear. I couldn't read music. Because I had a teacher who would put a piece of music in front of me, Chopin or something, and play it on the violin. So I would hear it and I would play it immediately. And I realized I couldn't read music. Okay. So we were kind of the same in a lot of ways, and we both love rock and blues. Yeah, which is a combination, and then the jazz is just a natural extension. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you, um, at the same time, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're going in with a guy like Peter Frampton? How did that come about? Well, Frampton used to open for BTO in the early '70s, so I've known him a long, long time. Um, I got asked to play the Frampton Guitar Circus, which is he tours all summer long with different guests, and I got asked to play the Hollywood Bowl with him and Buddy Guy and uh, David Hidalgo from Los Lobos and Robert Randolph. And the show is so full, and it's a beautiful outdoor night, you know, at the Hollywood Bowl uh, in August. And so I got to do one song, and so did Robert Randolph. But after our songs, we hugged each other. And I said, hey, man, you were just incredible. He plays, he's like Hendrix, amazing. I said, I'm doing an album. Would you, uh, would you, you know, would you consider playing on it? He said, it would be an honor. Just send me a track. So I go, and I get, wow, he's from the church with the pedal steel guitar. I'm going to take Oh My Lord, which is kind of my gospel-y blues song. It didn't have a solo in it or even space. It was just a singing song. So I said to Kevin Shirley, take the intro and copy it like 10 times and fly 15 times, fly it in the middle and give Robert Randolph time to stretch out and play a solo there. Then we can edit it later. 
and he played so incredible, we never changed one note. From the time he played, starts playing, he kind of plays with humor. There's these little woo, these woo, and he does his little slides. But when he gets to the solo in the middle, he really composes a solo. It's like a symphony. He starts low and slow and moving, then he gets busier and he moves up the neck. And the last time he plays the fourth solo that he tags on where he does this funny little doodle little little it's just I never heard playing like that before. So it was pretty amazing to get that was the right song for him, right? Because he's like he plays every Sunday with the family band in the church on these guitars. That was just the perfect song for him to play on. And it ended up, I sent Frampton a song. He said, I don't like this song. It's not my song. Send me a blues. And at the same time, Kevin Shirley had said, this music's called Heavy Blues. And I said, great. And I went and wrote the song Heavy Blues, and we recorded it. When I sent that to Frampton, he said, this I can play on. And he plays on it so amazingly. His playing on Heavy Blues is amazing. So that became the title of the album, the title track. That's the free download song that everybody can now download off YouTube. Play their own solo and send it in. You think that life is full of sunshine. You break it even and pay in your dues. Get ready for the hit. Watch your step or you will slip Heavy blues is gonna fall on you Heavy blues is gonna fall on you I just picked a winner who's now gonna play with me Wednesday night. The album comes out Tuesday. Wednesday we're premiering the album at the Mod Club in Toronto. Kim Mitchell's joining us on stage. We picked a winner out of, I don't know, 150, 280 YouTubes that people have downloaded and played their own solos and it's really fun to watch. We picked a winner who's going to come and join me on stage, play heavy blues. Then Kim Mitchell comes on. We all do American Woman and take care of it. And the winner gets a Epiphone Les Paul guitar. Pardon me? I said that's not in Quebec, though, right? That part, that contest? No, because we couldn't get it together. We're going to come back to Quebec later and uh, run the contest again. We're, uh, uh, it was very hard to get radio stations to even figure out this concept. But once Q107 did it, and you have to have a special website, right, for them to send it to. Yeah. They started getting, I mean, the first day I got 10 YouTubes, and then I got 20, and then three nights ago we had 180 to watch, and we watched them for hours and hours, and you have to keep notes. And some are little kids with 10 or 12 years of age. Some are older guys. Some are ladies playing. It's almost like The Voice on TV. You never really know who's playing or what they're going to play or what they look like. They, some of them just play great. So this contest is now going to run in the States all the month of May, and the concert is going to end May the 30th at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills. With my guests there will be Joe Bonamassa and Scott Holiday from Rival Sons. They'll be playing that night, the last part of the night with me. And the winner from these 85 iHeart radios in the States are going to fly their winner and a, and a guest into Hollywood for that show. And it's going to be a uh, Yahoo Internet broadcast as well. So great things are happening with Heavy Blues and this contest that's going on.
we will come back to Montreal later and do the condos. We just couldn't get it together. Okay. Well, make... stations, some of them couldn't understand the concept, or they didn't have the manpower, or, they, or our website set up. But with Q107 in Toronto, I met with them last year. Told them I was doing something new, and I've known Kim Mitchell a long time, and the other guys who run Q107 and Chorus Radio, they're not from Winnipeg, so I've known them a long time. And they said, do you have any ideas how to promote your album? And I said, here's a great idea. I have these seven songs we mixed to send out to seven soloists. So I have them without the solos. So there'll be a free download. You can go and download the seven. If you buy my album, you can have these seven songs free and play your own solos in them in your own basement on YouTube and put them up on YouTube. I don't care. Yeah. So it's kind of turning into a little phenomenon that's kind of neat. Well, that's cool. Well, in the future, when you come back to my child, make sure you let me know and uh, we'll, we'll try oh, we to help will. too, for sure. But, um, you know, one thing that's, cause this kind of leads into what a question I was going to ask you is that do you find, cause I was talking to Lawrence Gowan and uh, we were talking about the difference between the seventies and, uh, and now, nowadays, right? Yeah. And back then there seemed to be a competitiveness, uh, you know, in the business where, you know, everybody, like you wouldn't get on stage with Joe Bonamassa in the seventies. You know what I mean? It was all different entities. Do you find that's really changed? That's true. You would, you would cut, you try to cut each other. And if you're opening the act was too good, you threw them off the show. <laughs> we didn't do that in BTO. When we started, our opening acts were Aerosmith, ZZ Top, Doobie Brothers, Almond Brothers, uh, Frampton. Uh, whoever had the song on the radio would close the show, and whoever was trying to get a song would open the show. We were all buddies back then, so for me to get a call from Frampton to play Guitar Circus was a real treat. I'm uh, doing a rock and roll cruise in January, uh, a rock blues cruise where you get on a boat in Fort Lauderdale and you go to Turks and Caicos and back. And that's with Frampton and Greg Allman. And I've known these guys since the 70s, so it's really a comfort zone for all of us to get together and, and play and jam. So you're coming on the on the 16th. What do we expect on the 16th? Well, you're going to hear American Woman like you never heard it before. It sounds like the Who playing American Woman. And She's Come Undone sounds like Led Zeppelin. These girls I have in the band play like Keith Moon and John Entwistle, and so it's really heavy. And I have my guitar player, Brent, who backs me up and helps me sing some of the songs because I can't sing them all. So it's a four-piece band with these two ladies who are going to blow everybody's face off. They are beautiful-looking. They play 101%, and everything is just, just like the album. Everything is push, push, push. There's no resting. There's no pausing. It's just less rock, and it's really amazing. It's a 90-minute show with a bunch of hits, and in the middle of a hit, I might play a little bit of No Sugar Tonight or She's Coming Down or American Woman. Uh, not, not a whole lot of new songs, maybe just two or three just fitted in amongst the hits. So it's a reminiscent of my 30 years of, you know, being a Canadian rocker and, and some previews of the new music.
And you know, for the uh, the Guess Who fans out there, I have to ask a quick Guess Who question: Is there any chance of a collaboration with Burton in the in the future? Well, I ended with him about three years ago, and I started with Turner, and then back when Turner, I can't do everything at once, so I did the <laughs> Guess Who reunion or get back together in 2001 for a couple of years. That evolved to Backman and Cummings for about three years, and then I started getting calls from all over the world to get back together with Turner, and we did his Backman Turner. We did that for four or five years. Then I had this opportunity to do my own solo album, so I went and got a whole new band and got these two ladies to back me up, and it's turning out to be a lot of fun, so I'll be doing that for the next couple of years. And after that, I don't know, whoever calls on the phone with an idea, and I'm free to do it, and Cummings is free, or... Turner's free. We do a band called Winnipeg, and it's me and Neil Young and Burton Cummings and Fred Turner. We give all the money to the war-touring countries and the children who have no food or water around the world. That would be wonderful to do our own Canadian Live Aid from Winnipeg. That'd be awesome. And Neil, and uh, just a couple of quick thoughts, if you don't mind, about uh, the collaboration with Neil Young. How did that all come about, and how did that work out? <clears throat> well, I've been recording with Neil, amazingly enough, about every eight or ten years. We did a song called Prairie Town. In the early 90s, and a few years later, we did um, a song called Made in Canada. And when I told him I had a new album uh, opportunity, he was him who said to me, change your band, change your producer, get a producer, do something new, do something scary. And uh, so I said to him, guess what? I got a girl band. I got a drummer like Keith Moon and John, bass player like John Entwistle. So recording is a power trio, and it's like late England, late 60s in England. And he said, great, great, great. And I sent him a couple of tracks, and... So I got Joe Bonamassa and Jeff Healy, and he said, well, I, um, I'd like to be in a track. So would you be in a track? He said, yeah, whatever you got to do, let's get me on a track. So got him on a track. Then I got Frampton, and everybody else came aboard just with one email. No managers, no nothing, just me and a bunch of really, you know, guitar players are universal guys, almost like people from Winnipeg. When I hear someone from Winnipeg, I give them the time of day, and they give me the time of day, and it's something to talk about. The same with guitar players, kind of a brotherhood of guitar players. That, you know, I'll play in any album if somebody gets me at the right moment and sends me a, a a track. I'll play on it. I just say you put my name on it and mix me up loud, or else there's no point in me doing it. And uh, I got these great guys playing in the album. It's fantastic. <laughs> I said or did 
Nothing's impossible, nothing's too hard Nothing between that can tear us apart That's just the way it is We need to talk, she said Maybe just take my hand Tell me you understand Let's talk about yesterdays Remembering when We still had that flame and we want it again That's just the way it is We need to talk, she said Speaking of Joe Bonamassa, I'm going to see him actually tonight. And uh, I mean, what's your take on him carrying on that tradition? Isn't he doing it like, oh, more great. powerful? He started it all. He started it all. I, I, he, I, he played with BTO when he was about 14. I brought him to one of our gigs, and we played with him a few years later. He was in a band with Miles Davis's son and a couple other pretty great musicians' sons. And then I met him again about four years ago in London. We played the uh, High Voltage Festival together, and he's produced by Kevin Shirley. So we have. And Joe was the first guy to solo on this album that gave me all the soloing ideas. I just sat in with him in London two Saturdays ago at the Hammersmith Odeon. I went on stage and did the encore with him, and it was wonderful. So if you talk to him tonight, say hi from me and tell him the album is released. And uh, I gave him the album when I was in London anyway, he's got a copy. And he's just a great friend of mine. He's a wonderful guy. And he's doing, he's a new Eric Clapton. He's doing a lot for the blues all over the world. Exactly, yeah. That's exactly what I thought when I when I listened to, the, especially the live album you just did about the uh, with Muddy Wolf, uh, Muddy Waters. Yeah, and Wolf, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Red Rocks one. He's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so I know our time is limited here, Randy. So I have a quick question. Okay. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but what would uh, what would Randy Bachman right now say to the twenty year old Randy Bachman? The future in music. Because <laughs> my dad kept saying, "Get a real job, get a real job." I'd say, "Stick with your guns, honor your talent that God gave you, try to write some good songs." Don't be a dope head or a drunk. I mean, honor your music and treat it every day as a special gift, and you'll have a good life. Well, you know, it's words to live by, right? Because you can, you know, get music, and, uh, you know, because rock and roll especially has always had the connotations of uh, the drug abuse and the sex, drugs, rock and roll. But you can do it without that. Yeah, I just do the sex. <laughs> Randy, it's been a real pleasure getting to talk to you. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. And there you have it, my chat with Randy Bachman. Great chat, and hopefully in the future we'll have a longer period of time to talk about so many different subjects on music. The man is a musicologist, as we said at the beginning. 
Along with Jeff Healy, no wonder the two collaborated on this great album, which is called Heavy Blues. It's being released in stores on Wednesday. There is a contest involved. Go to randybachman.com. Find out all about the contest. If you win, you could be playing on stage with Randy. He'll be here on April 16th at the Corona Theater. So make sure you go to avenco.ca, click on the logo right on my site, and you can buy tickets for that great show. Thanks for listening to Rick Keen Music Scene. Stay tuned, David Henman, co-founder of April Wine, is up next as he talks about his last two albums. Talk soon. My friends say the answer is to live for today. Cry the tears you have for years and take some time to pray. Just live for tomorrow, say goodbye to yesterday. The doctor's called, I crash real hard, but now I stand and say, sing it. Thursday at 6.15 with Sean McKeel on K103.7 FM.